0: This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to the podcast. I have an amazing conversation for you today with one of my good friends, JJ Palmier. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this one. JJ is the founder of Plants Basically, which is a vitamin supplement company that he started in 2017. He has such an interesting background. So, he was a professional BMX athlete for over a decade and he hit a really big turning point in his career when he herniated two discs in his lower back and was told that, you know, he needed to get surgery. He didn't necessarily want to, there are different risks. So, then he looked into self healing and he was able to heal himself without modern medicine making diet changes, lifestyle changes, working with different herbal supplements, and that is what led him to becoming obsessed with holistic health and really wanting to help others achieve the same results. So he started plants basically taking what he had learned through his own journey, working with Other professionals in the field to develop these really incredible herbal supplements. The company is best known for their product, Juicy Joint. If you have any joint pain or physical pain in general, they have a product called Brain Nectar that I personally love. It's so amazing for the brain. They have the Immuno, which is great for the immune system, and their Elevate, which is meant to support the adrenal glands. And one of their newer products that I've been using is their Shilajit. So I was really excited to have JJ talk about Shilajit in this episode because I feel like so many people are talking about it now and talk about why that's so important. We talk about quality of supplements, his healing journey, of course, diet and lifestyle shifts. It's interesting because JJ and I have really similar, similar but opposite paths with nutrition. We just have so much in common there. He went from vegan to raw vegan to fruitarian to ancestral eating and I kind of went the opposite. So that's always fun. But yeah, we covered a lot of ground in this episode, everything from holistic healing to the behind the scenes of supplements to entrepreneurship. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen in. Definitely check out all of the herbal supplements at Plants. Basically, they're all 100% organic and wild harvested, which we talk about in this episode, what that means and why that is important. They're all gluten-free, vegan, eco-packaging, all that fun stuff. You can head to plantsbasically.com to learn more there. You can also find them on Instagram at plantsbasically. And be sure to connect with JJ on Instagram at jjpalmier. All of the links will be in the show notes per usual. I had so much fun in this conversation. As usual, JJ is one of my good friends, so it's always fun to chat with one of my friends. And I'm sure you guys are going to get a lot out of this. So enjoy this conversation with JJ Palmier. My new book, Pain, Love, and Purpose, is officially available for release, and I cannot wait for you to get your hands on this. Pain, Love, and Purpose is a poetry book, and uh, these poems are separated out into three sections, pain, love, and purpose. And this book is really an exploration of how we can turn our pain into our purpose and how pain is often the thing that leads the way for us to really uncover deeper love and and real purpose in our lives. This is the most vulnerable thing I've ever released. It details specific experiences and relationships from my own life, moments that have cracked me open, moments that have shaped me and really built me. But in those stories... There is something that is relatable for everybody. I really believe that emotions are what connect us, even though we might not all have the same exact life experiences. Where we can connect to each other is through our shared emotions, and that is what this book is about. It would mean so much to me if you picked it up. When you hold this book in your hands, you really are holding a piece of my heart. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It will make you feel all the feels, and it might just shift your perspective on certain situations in your own life and help you really reconnect with your own purpose. You can head to Amazon and search for Pain, Love, and Purpose. You can also go to painloveandpurpose.com and find more information there. If you do pick it up and you enjoy it, if you leave a rating and a review on Amazon and then take a screenshot of that and email it to media at christinathechannel.com, we will email you back a free meditation to help you reconnect with your own purpose as a bonus gift. I am beyond grateful for all of the support and love around this book. Every review matters. And if you haven't gotten your hands on it yet, just go to pain, love All right. So I like to start every episode with a few quick questions to help my audience get to know you if you're up for it.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Okay. <laughs> like you're like, you're like, like I had the choice. Okay. No, yeah. for, <laughs> first is what's your morning routine? How do you like to start your day?
1: My morning routine? Um, usually consists of just like stretching. Like as soon as I get out of bed, I get on my foam roller (laughs) Mm because I feel like I'm like, I get like tight over the night and stuff. And then I take a, uh, a few tinctures right on the bedside of my, my bedside table. So I take stuff like for like my hormones, immune system. And then, yeah, I just like get out of my bed, stretch foam roll and then make my morning coffee and kind of get straight to it after that just because as a business owner i feel like it's best to get my energy directed towards that first thing in the morning so i'll do that and then like probably later in the day i'll do like the decompression stuff where it's like more meditative stuff but mm. yeah first thing in the day usually straight to business so
0: are you a morning person
1: um i can be it depends i think if i have something going on
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'm more inclined to get up earlier but i feel like my considering what you call morning you know like i'm like seven eight ish Mm-hmm. as normal, but I don't really get up like, like five o'clock club or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't I do just, that
0: often. I, I was just curious. Are you doing, are you doing coffee now?
1: I am. Yeah. I mean, before, like last time we talked, I had crazy anxiety, but mm-hmm. um I'm able to drink coffee again. So I'm excited about that because I need it to kind of fuel me through the day.
0: <laughs> That's great. Wait. So I feel like you're the perfect person to ask. Do you, how do you take your coffee? Is it straight or do you put potions in it? What
1: do you do? I put stuff in it. Yeah. I put medicinal mushrooms. I put um, raw goat's milk
2: and
1: uh, (laughs) collagen. And uh, yeah, I've been getting this like acid free or like uh, low acid and mold tested coffee. So that's been good.
0: Perfect. Yeah.
1: It's not not making me too jittery and stuff. So I enjoy that.
0: Great. Good. Good to hear it. I'm actually off coffee now. I don't think Uh, I told you. Uh, We
1: we switched places. We switched
0: places. So I'll I'll get back to it at some point, but I'm actually feeling better without it. I'm drinking now like chicory root Uh, instead. Yeah. So anyway. That's like a
1: coffee replacement.
0: Yeah. It it tastes good, you know. So it, it does the job. So yeah. I'll I'll keep you updated. All right. Great. Next is what is a product you are really loving right now? It can't be your own, has to be another company's. Uh it could be a supplement. It could be like, I don't know, a red light. It could be a book. It could be anything physical you're really liking.
1: Mm, um trying to think. Because I take so many things. I know try, you have so to, many
0: options. Try to try
1: to figure out my favorite one. I guess to stick to supplements because that's like my like thing. I love supplements. I love like these like parasite cleanses I've been on, and it's like through the uh, microbe formulas. So mm-hmm. I just love doing parasite cleanses. It's like <laughs> been, it's been it's been it's been such like a thing that I've geeked out on, and like uh-huh. I've always known about parasites and like um just the importance of like kind of like staying up on the upkeep of them and like really like seeing the difference I think I was like absolutely fascinated and blown away by their product so yeah yeah, yeah. are
0: you doing one a month what are you doing
1: I was doing every full moon mm-hmm. um but then every time times where like kind of life happens and like when the full moon falls I'm like away traveling so I don't want to be parasite cleansing on the road mm-hmm. so depending on that I'll, I'll I w- typically do one a month but before that, I was doing it consistently, whereas, like, just full on, like, dedicating months to it and stuff. Yeah. But I think this is a different level for everyone. So, yeah. I think depending on where someone's at, you know, like, it requires different. But I'm also like an extreme person when it comes to like diet nutrition. So, I like to like experiment and test stuff on myself before I share it with other people. So, that's yeah. kind of why I go so hard.
0: Same, you yeah. know, extremists over here. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah. cool. Parasite cleanses. Next Mm. is, what is your astrology sun, moon, and rising?
1: Hmm, I'm actually really bad with this. I know I could look on the app right now and check. Are you a Pisces? I'm a Pisces, yeah. Yeah, But like, I I don't know, like my like rising and all that stuff. So yeah, I'm kind of confused on that. Like, I never really like pay attention to it, but
0: well, um, okay, we can look it up later. What about? Do you remember what your human design is?
1: Yeah, Manifestor Generator.
0: Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking at, I have your actually your human design here as I'm asking you. I'm like, yeah, you're an emotional, <laughs> oh, you're a manifester.
1: Yeah, manifester.
0: You're a manifester, an emotional manifester, and you are a three five. And everybody, he's a cold thirst. So join yeah. the club. I talk about that a lot on the show. Really? Because <laughs> I'm obsessed with cold thirst. Yeah. So
1: what does that actually mean? Like the
0: cold I mean, thirst, right? it means that ideally our diets are, colder. Like what we consume we is colder. Thrive more on colder. Yeah, we thrive cold. And that's also like colder environment. It's basically like we run hot. So to regulate our internal temperature, drinking cold liquids eating cold foods Uh, like cryotherapy cold location like we were talking about like you were talking about how you're sensitive to heat and Mm -hmm. like needing the fan on and you love the rain (laughs) so that's like a very like when you're cold thirst you run really hot so you can use cold foods and liquids to regulate your body temperature
1: yeah Yeah. i mean that makes perfect sense because that's exactly how i am
0: yeah yeah so There we go. Love that. All right. Last in this little series is what is a topic you are really into right now? What are you thinking about? What are you learning about? What are you geeking out over?
1: Um, I think just finances right now, which like, I mean, I kind of go in and out of that stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. finance is obviously a big part of life, but I have really been geeking out on business stuff and just like stepping more into like the entrepreneurial, like roles of like how to like really master that world because I feel like as a business owner, you know, it's like it's it's cool to have this idea and kind of like get lost in like the dream aspect of it of like, oh yeah, it's cool to like work for yourself and kind of um have like a health company and all this stuff. But then like what does it look like in a more professional aspect of like, you know, how do I make that work? What does it look like long term? You know? Mm-hmm. So I've just been diving deep into like books like that. Like I guess that'd be like self help books or like positive mindset stuff like that and entrepreneurial stuff. So Okay. And also I'll, I'll talk about the recession too. I kind of just like try to prepare for that as well, you know?
0: Wow. I was not expecting you to say that.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah I, I, I have like so many different things I'm into, but that's like uh-huh. the more re- the more recent thing. Like even in my car, like I kind of like, I love music so much that I can't like not listen to music, but so it's kind of difficult for me, but I've been like forcing myself to kind of listen to more like books and audiobooks that I'm driving now.
0: Oh, interesting. So is it, is it like, like finance tangibly or like money mindset?
1: Um, Like, for example, like the one, I'm not sure if you heard of it. It's a popular book. It's like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. Like that's like the book I'm currently listening to and like other ones like similar to that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's like the chapter that I'm watching, still the beginning of it, but it's a lot about like just like mindset and desire and uh, just like being persistent with like what your goals are and not accepting like anything other than those things, you know, because I think it's like easy to cave and be like, well, if I have a backup plan, it'd be like much Easier to just like quit at a point when it gets hard.
0: Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so what like inspired this push in this in this direction, or like what what are you pulling from it personally? How are you applying it to your own life right now?
1: I think what inspired it was just like a lot of like what's happening. Like I said, with the economy and stuff, yeah. And just lots of talk in the news about that, and then like seeing how like the market with whether it be crypto or stuff like that kind of just drop as a whole, stocks and all that stuff. So that kind of inspired me to kind of like educate myself on more like what like people have done before. Mm -hmm. And it's like long lasting success practices and yeah, just trying to like learn as much as I kind of apply it to my life now. So like whether it be mindset or like cutting back on expenses that don't make sense, you know, saving more and like where to invest your money, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. it's just been like a thing I've been like kind of fascinated by because money's not going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) So, uh, Yeah, it's been interesting and uh, it's exciting because I kind of geek out on it now.
0: I don't know. I mean, we could all just ascend, become white beings. I mean, we don't need money anymore, you know?
1: No, I know. That'd be (laughs) awesome. I I would love that. But
0: uh, I I would love that too.
1: Unfortunately, I'm stuck in this physical body for a while. (laughs) Not unfortunately, but you know what I mean?
0: We'll see. We'll see about that. You know, all those supplements might raise your frequency so high that uh, you can pop out. You can transcend a little sooner. You know, (laughs) well, I want to talk about, like how you got here, because you have such an incredible story and such yeah. a strong why, you know, for why you started your company and why you do what you do. Like the passion behind it is so clear and embodied. And I want you to go back to like, you know, how how did you, because I know it, it stemmed from injury. So take mm-hmm. us back to like what happened and what led you to starting um, Plants basically.
1: Okay. Well, even before that, I feel like I've always had kind of a sense for like something was wrong with like nutrition and like just my upbringing and stuff. And I like a pretty, grew up in like a gnarly household where um, my parents were like sick and overweight and I saw a lot of disease as a kid, like cancer and heart disease and diabetes and all that stuff. So that kind of was always in the back of my mind, but uh, it wasn't until like later in my life when I was, um, I've been riding like professionally for like a decent amount of time at this point And like I hurt my back. And it's funny how how it happened because I feel like stuff that, like that that happens. It's like you like in in the moment you see it as such an inconvenience and like oh like I hate this like I'm in pain and it ends up being like a negative thing. But when you look back on it, it actually changed the direction of like the way my life was heading.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, like basically like I fell on a handrail and like herniated two discs in my lower back. And like the story with that was kind of just like getting ran in circles by doctors, physical therapists, and just like never getting an answer. Like the only answer they had for me was like, you can like get surgery, but if you're still in pain, like we don't know like what else to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then like, they were like the surgery, like success rate is like pretty low. So like, um, when I was Googling, especially back then, it was like 10 years ago. So like Google wasn't the same as it is now. And like, there was a lot less information out there. So like the information I would get would be like, from like really like sketchy websites or, you know, books that you like, you did not really know if you could trust. Cause there was no like reviews at that point and stuff. And, um, kind of just took a chance on this book because I was like really dealing with the injury for close to a year and just kind of fed up because I really wanted to get back on my bike and start riding again and like just return to my normal life because it was pretty debilitating. So uh, yeah, took a chance, got this one book. And in the book, it had like a kind of like an overview of like inflammation and diet and how like the body works. And it was like not really like a typical book. It was like a binder of like, like medical files. So it was like, kind of weird it wasn't like your traditional like just like hardback book and uh yeah that book actually like changed my life to where like I started to see like success within like a week of applying like practices that that I just didn't know about at that point because like back then I was like eating crappy food partying all the time like kind of just like living like a a younger lifestyle like my early mid-20s and um yeah just like got really passionate about health and wellness at that point and like kind of like dove me into like the well like some of the practices were like supplements and stuff like that's like why i got so heavy into supplements and started my company Mm -hmm. was because one of the things i noticed with like the pain was like i didn't want to take pain pills to kind of numb pain if there's an actual issue which it helps you in a little bit like you can like get by but like you still don't like cause the root cause of the issue which is like recovering it and like actually regenerating like whatever is injured so yeah,
0: basically. Can I can I take? Can we pause? I, Cause I have a lot I want to get before you keep oh, going. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so let me go back to like, so you have this injury that's very serious, and like, what are the different? Take me to like what the options are that they're giving you, and what they're telling you about what's possible, and then also like how that's feeling for you during that time, because I feel like to go through, like you said, what well, almost a year where you're like, I just want to get back on my bike. Like, and that's mm-hmm. that time, like your identity. That's the thing you, that's, you know, that's like what you love. And so how are you go getting through that emotionally? You know, that must have like brought up a lot for you.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, back then that was like my whole life and I had like no back plan to fall back on. Cause at this point I wasn't into health and wellness. I didn't have like my own business. I like was pretty much just only riding professionally and that was my income. And even then it's like, some bike riders make a lot of money some don't so like i I was like more on like the the lower end of like the financial scale of bmx and uh yeah it just felt like kind of like very confused on where my life was heading i was like scared i'm like am i gonna be able to ride again am i gonna be able to even like function again fully because like the injury like kind of helped me like i couldn't even, like really tie my shoes like it was hard to bend over and tie my shoes so it was like really painful and just day-to-day stuff was like really hard so wondering if it was gonna like pretty much ruin my life you know I was Mm -hmm. like just scared because I was like I don't know like what's gonna happen but um yeah the doctors like with the surgery stuff I think it was just scary because there was no like definite answer like yeah if you have the surgery it'll actually help and like you'll be fine afterwards like yeah like you're taking a chance because you know we're cutting through nerves and stuff or like trying to avoid nerves so like sometimes like the surgery can go wrong And it looked very different back then. I'm sure it's improved since then. You know, like doctors probably have a much better way of doing disc surgery now, which I know some of my friends have had done too, and it's helped them. But I still think like the answer isn't always to cut open the body and start like ripping stuff apart and drilling stuff. Like if you can really like do it otherwise. And that's what I've learned about just like health and wellness through my journey is like there is stuff that's kind of unnecessary that happens in the medical field that you can avoid. That's just more of like, it's unfortunate that it's a business for people like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad I took the opportunity to like really bet on myself and recover in a way that I like, like I didn't need surgery. And that was one of those things that like, yes, there's people who get in like serious accidents who actually like need surgery. But in my, in my case, I didn't. So no one's going to sit there and explain that to somebody. I think it's just something you have to figure out and like kind of weigh out your own options. And most people don't have the education to do so. so.
0: Mm-hmm. I, well, I think also the other side, like that, I'm most fascinated by is I think our bodies can regenerate so much more than uh, we give them credit for. You know, like I think yeah. there's a lot of a lot of things that we're told or we like we learn scientifically, like this can't heal, like you yeah, know, yeah. surgery or nothing. And totally, obviously, like we need you know surgeries uh, for yeah. we need those to exist, and that is very handy. But I think there's a lot of stuff that can heal and can regenerate even when like the science like we believe uh or like people believe that it can't it can't yeah to be honest you know no,
1: exactly yeah and like there's a place for modern medicine obviously
0: yeah totally. and, and, thank,
1: and thank god it exists it's just uh yeah you know, when they tell you that's your only option it's kind of like you, you i feel like you're peer pressured or like scared into getting a surgery where i think thankfully for whatever was in my mind at that time just didn't allow me to do it i was like i I had a feeling that i was like there has to be some other option like i don't want to get a surgery where i'm just really rolling the dice you know Mm -hmm. and yeah i think i was just kind of like just really fed up and that's probably what drove me to like really just like dive into other alternative ways of healing because had that not happened i probably would have just been like yeah whatever just cut me open and see what happens you know
0: yeah it's i mean it's scary so yeah so what was the book? Do you remember what the bu- the book was?
1: Uh the book name was like regenerating a herniated disc or something oh. like that. It it, it it was like something basic, and it was like yeah. from a it was from a chiropractor in like the middle of the country.
0: Okay, cool. I was like, wow, what a creative! T- I love that. I love I love yeah. what it's so like <laughs> easy.
1: It was just so uh, basic, yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, like I've been wanting to do something like with that for myself as a business because like I've lived it, so like I've taken like mm-hmm. what I've experienced plus added to that. So I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Do something with that eventually too. But um yeah, that book is yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's
0: amazing. So tell me like some more of the like I want specifics. Like what were some of the specific things you did that you pulled from that book? Um, or even if you learned outside that you were doing that were helping your back.
1: Yeah. So one of the things um is just making sure you're doing things in like a correct order because a lot of people, when you get thrown a bunch of information, you can just start like actually doing stuff that in, in one place could help you but like actually like harm you if you're doing it like way too early so for example like you can't start like core strengthening too early on because that's something that you necessarily need to like build strength and like it helps like with with back support but you can't do it like as a first step so like one of the first things that you have to do is like just like really focus on icing and getting the inflammation down and that be through diet um stretching ice and supplements and stuff and that's like where i really fell in love with the supplement part because when i started to take stuff which I, I use now on my products which is like white willow bark it acts like a natural anti-inflammatory that pharmaceuticals use it's just like an isolate of that constituent and like that plant and taking something like that that can like really like get your inflammation down that's not toxic like a pharmaceutical that's like harming your stomach and liver at the same time while improving your diet and hydrating really helps to get you out of pain like quicker than is if you took a pharmaceutical and just kept eating the same way you did and not stretching and like that's like the more like traditional route which modern medicine kind of tells you to do like here just take this and this will help your pain but like once the pain pill has kind of run its cycle it's like you're right back to where you started type of thing
0: yeah so white willow bark any other any other fan faves
1: oh yeah like uh like obviously turmeric's a big one for people Uh like curcumin they had another one that was devil's claw that was oh. called a good one
0: whoa never heard of that <laughs> yeah yeah strange
1: strange name but it's because it has like a claw that looks like like the plant looks like it's almost like a rose plant where like the thorns that look okay. like a hand okay. and um yeah, there's a bunch of them but um there's like the three main ones that i think like to focus on and okay. like, meadow sweet's a good one but that's one like i kind of added meadow sweet's like another plant that's really good for inflammation and blood flow and stuff but um, yeah, doing that stuff early on to then get you to a point to when you can actually like stretch more and exercise. And then they had a bunch of other therapies, like the exercise balls, you know, those things like mm-hmm. you like sit, you sit on those and like you bounce for like, a couple minutes a day. And it helps like, kind of mm-hmm. like get blood and oxygen to like your, the, the disc because it's like a poor blood flow there to help regenerate it. And what else was there? There's a bunch of stuff, but it's like, there's like a the mini trampoline thing, like where it's like almost the same thing where it's like you rebound in the morning. And that's kind of oh. like people do that now just for like lymphatic uh, pumps. But that's another good one for your disc. And obviously yoga. Yoga is amazing. Like I got into yoga pretty heavy when I started doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just like removing stuff from your diet that's inflammatory, like high sugar diets and like kind of cutting back on carbohydrates and stuff. Things of okay, that nature. You're,
0: you're making that sound so basic, like not a high sugar diet. I want to know what you did.
1: No, yeah, like, yeah.
0: I wanted, what was what were your dietary shifts?
1: Well, I mean, like I kind of went off the deep end at that point because. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so like when I, when I, um, <laughs> when I got into it, it was also new to me. So I was like very fascinated by what was happening and like the, the way I was able to get out of pain and kind of, I wouldn't say heal myself immediately, but like I started to like see improvements in my recovery journey. Just made me like dive pretty deep into all the stuff I was doing, so like it was also new and fascinating, and I would get into like the nutrition part pretty heavy and from yoga, it kind of like cascaded down to like plant based diet to then veganism and then to raw veganism and then to like juicing and cleansing pretty heavy and like almost like fruitarian and I know you can relate to that because you've been on yeah. that journey as well, <laughs> so uh, I think a lot of people find themselves there when they find out about like vegan stuff
2: mm-hmm. they kind of
1: just like follow the rabbit hole down, but yeah it's like pretty much what I was doing. I was very focused on like taking my supplements, stretching, icing, and then once I could do that, just like being more mobile and focusing on like uh my core strength, so it's like a lot of, a lot of like plank stuff and like bridges and things like that, and the exercise ball, the mini trampoline. but yeah, like I feel like it was like pretty like fast when I started to see like those improvements, like two weeks of like applying all that stuff. oh wow, and being wow. in pain being in pain for close to a year. Yeah. And then from there, I just like, like I said, went off the deep end with it where I was like obsessed with like food and nutrition and like got really into juicing and stuff. So after yeah. that, it was, I was kind of just like already, it was like into my routine and I just like lived that way. And then, yeah, I just became raw vegan and like did that yeah. for like six years.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I can totally relate because like I had a similar experience of, I feel like when you figure out how nutrition supplements, lifestyle changes can, can heal your body. It's like Mm -hmm. this addictive, I have to understand everything about this because that was so profound. Like I had the same thing of when I saw the results in my body and it was so quick after spending so much time, energy, money, trying to heal things in other ways. I was like, I have to know everything about this because this is magic, right? It's like a miracle worker. So I'm like, totally, I feel like we're similar. We have like that kind of obsessive personality and we're both extremists, you know? So uh, we both have that, but like, I want to talk about this diet stuff because I think it's so fascinating, and yeah, I know I know that you're like oh god, here we go. Um, no, no, I love it. <laughs> uh, it's funny because we almost had like opposite. I feel like we like we went the opposite well, cause route because
1: you, you started what like carnivore, then yeah, then went yeah. vegan.
0: Yeah, totally, and then you went like the opposite. The opposite so way, yeah. I want to know about. I know you eat differently now. We'll we'll get to it, but like so you went vegan, raw vegan, fruititarian. How were you feeling during that? Like at the time? Like how was that going for you?
1: Um, at the time it felt amazing because I think after living a life that was pre- like I mean, I hate to sound like very like dramatic, but it was like just like super toxic food. You know what I mean? Like when you really look at like nutrition from like a backseat and like you see what everyone's eating, it's pretty like low in nutrition and just high calorie and like high filler where mm-hmm. it's like additives, whatever you want to call it. But Yeah, just eating that way for majority of my life to then switching to something that's very like clean and like more nourishing and like you said, cold, like the like the um the body temperature stuff. Like I was eating like very cooling foods. So like it just felt really good for me at that time. And it just made more sense too, because I think with that, I always had, like I said, like a thing in the back of my mind trying to figure out what was wrong with just food in general. Like I've always had a question of like why are people sick, like why. Does disease exist and all this stuff? And it seemed very simple, like an answer to me, to be like, "Oh, like why would we cook our food? Why would we eat animals? Why would we do all these things that kind of didn't make sense at the time? So I was feeling pretty good at that point. Like I was actually feeling like really energized, had more energy, like skin cleared up, lost a few pounds, like actually a lot of pounds. <laughs> I lost like sixty pounds, but it took a while to lose all the weight, but I wasn't really necessarily like overweight, but I was like kind of heavier. I was like two twenty at that time, and I'm like six foot so um yeah it's got a lot of positive effects from all that stuff but eventually you know you you just add years and years of that and it eventually it like, wears you down and kind of starts to like negatively affect you so it took a while to kind of feel those effects but in the beginning it was amazing and i felt like a superhuman actually
0: how long were you doing fruitarian
1: that was towards like the end so i didn't really do that too long mm-hmm. i did that for probably like maybe close to a year, like not full on fruitarian, but like, you know, like pretty high fruit, like,
0: man, it's a long time.
1: Like, yeah. Like I remember like when I would go out riding, that's another thing. I was super physically active. So like, I think it affected my body in a way that was more intense than most people because I was like very physically demanding on my body. And at the time I didn't have a car, so I was pedaling everywhere. So I was commuting, you know, like on my bike. So not only was I riding to and from places, but I was also riding professionally as like, you know, filming bike tricks and stuff and um yeah I think it wore me down quicker than anyone else it would you know take a long time for them mm-hmm. it kind of like depleted me quicker but yeah. let,
0: let me ask about that because I know that the BMX community is a little more like standard American <laughs> diet how yeah. is that being like like a raw vegan fruitarian like oh my in mean, that culture
1: it's, it's hilarious because I think it's like <laughs> it's insane to most people you know like mm-hmm. take away like bike riding and skateboarding or like action sports but to that community they just thought i like completely lost my mind you know and they were just like i don't know what you're talking about like all this like love and positivity and like (laughs) you know eating like only fruit it just seemed very insane to them so i think Mm -hmm. like i was looked at as kind of crazy for a while but i think nowadays like it's way more normal than back then but yeah okay
0: i mean but they saw you healed right
1: so yeah yeah but then eventually totally i think i think there was like a like a um like a peak in like the scale, you know, like I went, I healed myself and then I like kind of peaked out and I started to like drop down
2: mm. to
1: where like I lost a bunch of weight. I was looking like super skinny, like very mm. malnourished. Like if you see like an actual someone who's like really raw vegan, like super raw and like Yeah. Actually not eating stuff behind closed doors. <laughs> you know, like not sneaking away and eating potatoes or whatever. Like yeah. if they're true if they're truly raw and eating only plants and nuts and seeds and stuff, like they end up being like very skinny and like very like, kind of, like, uh, malnourished looking,
0: mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's, like, I, w-
1: I was pretty hardcore with it, plus riding, you know, it's, so, like, I couldn't even eat enough <laughs> calories to sustain my lifestyle, so it's like, pretty hard,
0: yeah, that's, like, whenever, like, I go to Peace Pies, my friends, and I would always just feel, like, this is, like, you'd, like, look around, and, like, this is the vegan stereotype, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, it like... Peace Pies, <laughs>
1: I know, yeah, it's funny, Um, it's funny, because I actually worked there, too, for a while,
0: I know, I know. That's what's hilarious about it, you know? Um, Okay, so then what were the negative effects you were feeling? And then where did you go from there?
1: So the negative effects just like super tired all the time. Like I ended up like being like very dependent on coffee, like to the point to where I'd be drinking it, not just like to get up in the morning, like all day long to kind of sustain my energy levels. And eventually like hormone stuff, which is kind of more like a sensitive thing, but just like, you know, like as a male, like not being sexually active, just like not having any desire to do it and yeah just having like super low testosterone no drive no energy just like just like a a array of deficiencies that i didn't really know i had until i got blood work done and then the doctor is like yeah like like what are you doing like with your diet you know i kind of just asked me like straight up like like are you like eating properly nutrition and all that stuff i'm like yeah i'm actually like i'm actually vegan and i like went off like talking about all the stuff that doing that i thought was good for me she's like yeah i don't know if that's like really helping you and like maybe it helped you in the beginning but now you're kind of like you need to like switch your your diet a bit and like take supplements that are going to help improve these like these like uh deficiencies you have so mm. yeah it was pretty gnarly
0: <laughs> were you ready to take that information or like how did you respond when your
1: doctor no said yeah that? i was like pretty hard at the time because like i was still in the mindset of believing what i was doing was true and like helping mm-hmm. me so i think it took a while to let that really actually sink in mm-hmm. that like all the stuff i was doing and convinced i was doing was like actually healthy was actually unhealthy and i think for the first time then i had to expose myself to like other information that i wasn't like because i feel like in like the nutritional world you can kind of like you can focus on like whatever echo chamber you want and like kind of stick yeah. to that and i feel like i had to like listen to the opposite side for the first time which i was always like you know like it's always a battle like a us versus them type of thing where it's like keto versus paleo versus whatever mm-hmm. um yeah, I actually had to, like, listen to other information and kind of, like, just see what else was out there and kind of, like, figure out what nutrition, like, should look like as, like, a more holistic picture. And I thought that the vegan was that. But I then came to realize that, like, when you, like, look at veganism, it kind of disregards, like, history and, like, the way people have eaten for a very long time. And I hate to even say it now because it's, I feel like, especially now, it's, like, so popular, but like, ancestral eating type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like the word, the word's been thrown around so much to the point to where it almost, like, loses its meaning, but, yeah, like, just, like, seeing what, like, our ancestors did and, like, how they ate compared to, like, how we eat now, and it becomes very apparent once you start to do that, but um, at the time, yeah, I was, like, pretty heartbroken about, like, the news, so...
0: Well, but that's the problem though, is people talk about ancestral eating, but depending on who you're asking or whose book you're reading, ancestral Mm -hmm. eating is something totally different. So then it's like, yeah. yeah, well then what's, what's ancestral eating? Like what part of the world are we talking about? You know, like, and do we even have the history correct? Like, and there's the whole like blue zones, but then like, Oh, the blue zones are cherry picked and like, you know, all that stuff back and forth. So what, like, what do you feel like is ancestral eating? What does that mean to you? I feel
1: like I feel like to me, like so, like exactly like you're saying, right? Like it depends on what part of the world you're like living in and all that stuff. I think what I gain from it all, like after like researching history, pretty much every diet possible, and then just like taking like science and all that stuff and like putting it together and just being like, okay, like what would you eat if someone just like threw you in the fire somewhere, like like no civilization, you know, like what would you eat, you know? Because that's like the most logical thing to think about. And I think a lot of people like to argue this, like, they're like, oh, well, we don't live in that time period anymore. Like, we don't have to do that. Well, it's like, okay, well, still, the only reason why you can exist in society is because people ship food in
2: mm-hmm. to,
1: to you. How would you fend for yourself if you had to by yourself, you know? And I think that's where it becomes very apparent that, like, you wouldn't be getting calories from grains or nuts or seeds or potatoes like you wouldn't find any of that stuff anywhere like you wouldn't be picking rice and making a bowl of rice with quinoa and like these Buddha bowls and stuff like that you know you would typically hunt an animal find some fruit and you know some leaves and stuff like that but it'd be like largely animal based that's where I think that stuff comes in is to be more aware of that that like hunting is actually a part of like our history mm-hmm. so for me that was like it made more sense then to like return to animal foods and if i was going to do that to like support like animal and agriculture that's like like not destroying the planet so i think like smaller farms like make more sense because i'm not actually going to go hunt my food right now yeah but you know for just like understanding that like you would be eating like meat and uh a lot less plant foods depending mm-hmm. on like the region where you're at you know like obviously it's like like you said like depending on the where you're at in the world that would uh vary but yeah, it becomes very apparent that you like kind of have to rely on nature at that point. And it becomes like a no brainer, I think, for at least for me. But like some people can argue that. But yeah, it just made a lot more sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, for the first
1: time ever, it made the most sense, you know,
0: for me personally, I think what makes sense and this is where like, I I think the arguments that make the most sense to me are the fruit, the fruitarian one and the carnivore one. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so to me, it's like both like that makes sense to me, like fruit and then meat. Like that makes sense, but all this like cooking the grains don't make sense to me. That like I wouldn't make a salad. You think I'm gonna go forage and find salad like and eat like just plain lettuce like? Yeah. When there's no calories, you know, and it's like, so what? What is gonna provide the most calories if you're out in the wild? Yeah, and
1: you see like you see like shows like uh like they like survival shows like um mm-hmm. what is it like Alone is one of them. Have you ever seen uh, that?
0: No, I haven't
1: so basically like they they do exactly what i'm saying they put people region regions like they put them in regions of the world where it's like a lot harder to survive so you have to be like a survivalist at that point but you get like 10 items which most people like you know like that's pretty minimal but you get 10 items to pick and you have to survive for like a certain amount of time and it's like it just becomes apparent that like people aren't eating like the stuff that you would think they're like they're like picking off like rodents and like like they're eating because like, like it's very hard to get like a good kill of like a larger animal so yeah. like you come across more like rabbits and things that like get to sustain yourself to where it's a lot harder i think than most people like imagine so it's <laughs> yeah, it is,
0: yeah. It, is, it is it is wait so like it's not, like it's not easy
1: to, yeah like they eat like mice or like uh-huh. the smaller animals
0: and then what else is there like um, fruit
1: like I, they typically don't really find fruit on the shows that I've mm-hmm. seen, but there's like berries and stuff that they eat. So it's kind of a fruit, you know, but okay. it's not like you're getting mango trees and bananas, like mm-hmm. and stuff that like people are like filling up on. Yeah. So it's very hard to find carbohydrates in nature. And if you mm-hmm. do, it's typically from honey or something like that, where, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, you know me, them. I'm just on the milk and honey diet.
1: No, I love it. that. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah. That's where like, I think farming comes in and plays a huge factor where, Yeah, like we're very fortunate to have it and stuff, but it's like when you're trying to make sense of diet and stuff, I think it makes a lot more sense when you kind of like step back a few steps Mm -hmm. and see what happened in history and then be like, okay, like how do I make the most sense of what they did plus the modern world and the way we live now?
0: Yeah. So what's your diet like now?
1: It's pretty much that. I mean, I eat like largely, like mostly meat and stuff, and then some fruit. And I still typically eat salads and stuff just because I like those, but. Mm I just know that there's very little nutrition there. So I look at it very differently than like this is like where I'm getting like all my food source from, like my nutritional value. Mm -hmm. And that's why I take supplements too, because I know like even with the best diet, like the nutrition's not really there, unfortunately. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I know. That's that's what's hard about it. Um (laughs) <laughs> my friend was she was like i need to get healthy but like i don't want to have one of those supplement containers that you and she was listing off our other friends have and i'm like yeah guess what like she's like can i just eat a clean diet i'm like it's literally not enough it's just not it's that's just the sad.
1: thing and that's the unfortunate truth of like modern day where we're currently at is that i think people like to say like they're like oh like supplements are like sleazy and like everyone's like a salesman and they're just trying to get over on people and sell them stuff that's unneeded where Yes, that does exist. I feel like that's in every industry, you know. But there are key supplements that I think are like very important that are like just not we're not going to have in our diet and like thank god for supplements cuz like it's like a band-aid on the problem until we figure out mm-hmm. what to do about it, you know. Mhm.
0: Well, especially if I think about it from like ancestrally and we think about like like herbs, <laughs> uh yeah. and, like tinctures, we like like we have always been using nature's medicine to support us you know it it was never just diet it's like this is like the classic like witch you know like like brewing up like just like herbs you know from from the forest to help people heal and then suddenly they're a witch you know and like herbs are in nature um and every food has healing properties right so if Mm -hmm. we start to look at food a bit differently if you have been looking for a place to take a deep dive into all things intuition manifestation brain rewiring, spiritual awakening, and activating miracles in your own life, then the Channel Collective is the place for you. I know it can feel like a lot as you shift into 5D and shed those old layers and start to see things in a new way. You're connecting to who you really are, and you might have a lot of questions. You might feel confused or even lonely, but I also know that you have that deep thirst for knowledge, and that is why I'm so excited about the channel collective membership. This community is a safe, welcoming space to help you explore your spirituality and your unique gifts while connecting with other like-minded people. When you join the membership, you get access to an ever-growing library of hundreds of exclusive videos on all things spirituality, manifestation, intuition, living in 5D, self-healing, and so much more. Plus, you get access to Ascension School, which is a library of exclusive trance-channeled messages from different ascended masters so that you can learn from them yourself. This is where I share my juiciest, most exclusive downloads and things that I've channeled that I don't share with the public. And you get access to ad-free pre-released podcast episodes. We also have monthly Q&A calls where you can ask me anything and connect with other members. Monthly manifestation calls and monthly a high 7D energy healing group sessions. It's truly everything you need to raise your vibration, manifest the life you want, and really anchor in 5D consciousness. I have created this container as a really powerful way for you to continue to upgrade and raise your frequency so that you can tap into all of your inner magic. This is the membership I wish I had and what I wanted. So it's really my favorite place to be. And I know that if you love the podcast, if you enjoy my YouTube channel, if you follow me on Instagram, you are going to love this because it is the true deep dive and the most exclusive information. So if you are ready to be expanded, check out the channel collective membership, just head to christinathechannel.com slash membership all of the information will be there. You can check out the different tiers and get ready to feel expanded and abundant. I can't wait to see you there. So I really want to talk about some supplements with you, you know, Mr. Supplement King. Yeah. And I am especially curious to talk about Sheila Shilajit because
1: yeah.
0: I feel like every it's like everywhere now. And a lot of people are like, what is this? How do I use it? What is it for?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So shilji is like a mineral resin for people who don't know what it is and it's kind of just like composed matter from both animal and plants that kind of has just broken down over thousands of years and eventually rises up in like high altitude mountains and it's an ayurvedic medicine it's in like a bunch of different parts of the world like where um it's typically known for its mineral content so that's where it's like you know like when we eat foods, like we're, we're really going for the minerals and vitamins in that food, which, you know, flavor is a big part for humans, but from like a more scientific standpoint, it's mostly for like vitamins and minerals while you're actually eating stuff. So yeah, it's like you basically, they would harvest that, put it into water and then use it just like a kind of the morning, like a coffee, like people like typically do that and like, you know, different cultures and stuff, but Yeah, it's basically just for the mineral content, like why it's so important nowadays. And I think the reason why it's so important, because it's actually like a food grade mineral source, like it's not like synthetic minerals that people are like concocting in a lab, like it's nature's answer to like the problem that we face, which is the food doesn't really have minerals in it because the soil is kind of depleted. So Mm -hmm. that's why I find it so fascinating and important and like, especially this day and age, because it's like more needed now than ever before.
0: Mm -hmm. So do you put this in your coffee?
1: Yeah, I do. And I think I wouldn't recommend that for most people because I think like obviously coffee blocks minerals and stuff too. So it's like this like kind of combative thing. I just like do that in the morning just to get more in. But I would typically want to take it away from coffee too. So that way it's like you're getting those minerals and it's not being affected by coffee like with the absorption, like when you're drinking it with that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just doing it like in like a regular, you can do like an elixir like with like, you know, different tea plus the jeet and just like make a little like i like to make like what i call like myself like little like medicine drinks where it's just like like herbs and stuff are medicine like you're not getting that from like broccoli or mm-hmm. your salad that you're eating you know like all like the uh, plants so i like to make like little medicine drinks i call them which are just like herbs and like shilajit and like like more deep nutrition but like low calorie because like there's no, like no calorie to that stuff
0: yeah okay wait give me like uh give me a recipe like give me an example. Give us something um, we can make.
1: Yeah, something simple is like, I guess I'm trying to like say simple for me, but like simple for like the average person would be like, if you just no, want no, to like,
0: simple for you, simple for me. Yeah, you, yeah. This audience um, it can keep up,
1: trust me. Okay, okay, yeah. Like so, if you have like chaga or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that's a really good antioxidant and like has amazing benefits to all types of stuff for the body, like you know, immune support and stuff like that. So making like a chaga drink and it's already black, so like it's not gonna like discolor anything. It's like different, you know. So making like a chaga drink with shilajit and mm-hmm. some honey because honey is amazing too
2: mm-hmm.
1: and depending like what else you want like if you like if you need support in different areas you can pick your herb but you know just like to keep it basic like chaga and shilajit and then like some honey and that's like delicious right there because you need something to kind of mask it because it does taste like tar because that's <laughs> what it is you know it's like it's yeah. from like the earth it's like it's this straight like tar like resin substance so i think you, do, you need to mask it to make it enjoyable because people going to stick along on a program that like isn't happening or isn't mm-hmm. pleasurable for them
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i think making it taste good and chaga kind of has a really good taste it's almost like vanilla mm-hmm. like very like, like um delicious as a medicinal mushroom so that's a pretty good drink i think to start out with
0: great love yeah. love that and I you think could add that... your
1: raw goat's milk if you want you know <laughs> oh like yeah that.
0: there we go we, we love we gotta add the raw milk in there obviously yeah making you know? it
1: cre- creamy
0: yeah totally well i think that like talking about minerals is so important. I I feel like more and more, the deeper I've got into this and like working with so many people over the years and they're my own health journey. I feel like so many symptoms that people deal with. And even myself, like we jump to these really extreme things. Sometimes that can be going on, but it's like mineral imbalances, electrolyte imbalances, I feel Mm -hmm. like is the root of like so many problems that sometimes we jump Uh to something way more extreme about.
1: Yeah, for sure. And that's like where it gets very controversial, like how you're saying with like, can't we just eat a a simple diet that's like nutritious where it's like not even possible, even if you're even at the best level where you're going to the farmer's market and getting all the produce from these guys, you know, it's like typically like just the fertilizer and the soil that people are dealing with just doesn't have the correct balance of minerals that it used to have and like the amounts that we need and stuff. So like that's where I think it's important to be honest with ourselves and be like, okay, like food, it's delicious. It's all this stuff that like we like, we have to rely on, but like it doesn't have what we need anymore because like it's just the truth. Like, and you can mm-hmm. see it all across like pretty much every country has mm-hmm. issues like with this stuff with the food supply. So if that's the issue, and we're not going to go back to hunting and gathering and picking wild foods like because it has more minerals and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what's the answer? And that's kind of like where you add stuff like geology in to where it might not seem like convenient to some people but it's like at least it's like a solution that exists because like if we had no solution it would just suck if everyone's like oh we're kind of screwed
0: yeah yeah totally yeah minerals well i okay so i want to talk about some of the ingredients in your other products i know that Mm -hmm. the juicy joint product is super popular and like there are incredible testimonials around this so Mm -hmm. what what's in there and how is it helping people
1: Yes, yeah, so a Juicy Joint, it's like a lot of herbs that I was taking when I injured my back, and that's how I started that product. And pretty much like my top seller and like what my whole brand is built off of is Juicy Joint, which is Meadowsweet, Devil's Claw, um, White Willow Bark, celery seed, nettle root, and chamomile.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah, it's just like a synergy of plants that work like in different like functions about reducing inflammation, stimulating some blood flow to like different areas of the body. So like kind of like help with recovery and uh, self-produce like collagen growth where like there's different plants that have that ability where it's not like external collagen, like you're taking from animals, but like it helps your body with uh, its collagen production. So yeah, it was a formula I made back like, yeah, in like 2017, yeah, it was helping me, and like a lot of people were asking me like what I was taking with my back injury and stuff because I was pretty vocal about it on social media. And yeah, just kind of one thing led to the next. And instead of like telling people to take all these different things, I was just like, let me just make something that I can offer to people. And I started off with tinctures, and it did well. And uh, yeah, it's I mean the testimonials, like I said, I got like so many great messages from people saying how it helped them. So it's it feels like such a blessing to have something like that for people. Where it's, yeah. like a solu- it's like a solution to pain medicine where, like I said, like it only does so much for you and that's not to say pain medicine isn't needed. Like, cause obviously if you get in a car accident, it's like way different than dealing with like something else. It's like, uh, you can control with something like juicy joint.
0: Mm-hmm. What are some of the like most powerful testimonials like that you've seen?
1: Oh, just like, like I remember like this one guy talking about how he had something similar to me where it was like a back injury that lasted like three years like have tried all the stuff that's out there and like, you know, has been dealing with it forever and then talked about like taking this for like two weeks and how like he's been feeling like so much better. He can move again, like yeah, play with his kids and do stuff like that. That's where it kind of gets like emotional where it's like, wow, like people getting like their life back and actually like being able to function again. Yeah. 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 Where it's like, there's so many things like, yeah, similar to that where it's like knee injuries. It's not just back injuries, like knee stuff, or just inflammation in general, you know?
0: Mm Hmm. I mean, Uh, even with autoimmune, like what that was one of my main symptoms. That was so hard. Was like joint pain. Like mm -hmm. there are some days I couldn't even walk. Um. So it affects a lot of people, and I feel like there aren't that many products that are targeted toward that specific. There's like just straight, like a lot of like just turmeric. Like it's like take the turmeric, but there's not that many. And that's another thing,
1: yeah. Like the quality of the stuff. Like uh, I mean, some people complain about the pricing that I have, but I like I also like don't want to make something that's just like. Hypey, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like it I'm not gonna, I'm not. I'm not
1: just going to put like turmeric in it and just put like a splash of it in there and be like, yeah, there's turmeric in there.
2: Yeah. Which I yeah. used to
1: have. I used to have turmeric in there, but I took it out because I I found out that like it's it's more like fat soluble for like the benefits of turmeric. Mm. So like curcumin and stuff, it's usually like it's like a fat soluble thing. If they like bind with it, versus like doing uh, like a tincture. So I took it out. Okay. But cool. um. But yeah, I mean amazing benefits from so many different people like i've heard like so many success stories so i'm not just one of them
0: yeah well can can we also talk about like are you formulating these by like just your own like you're playing well, around I mean, with tinctures no, no
1: no no so i mean like i did get into that myself and like i feel like i know a decent amount but i'd also i would get with like a naturopathic doctor to help me formulate it so that way it's like actually like More legit, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To where it's not just like me, like, oh yeah, like I saw some of these studies, I'm gonna put this together and like that's cool. Yeah, I feel a little bit better about that because I think that uh obviously they have the expertise in it, they know how to formulate stuff, they go to school for a -hmm. decade to learn this stuff. So yeah, formulated with like naturopathic doctors and making sure that it has like the required dosage like per ingredient. So that way it's not just like I said, like I think a lot of people don't know this until you like you like kind of start building a brand with supplements and stuff there's a lot of companies like they'll put an ingredient on there which is just on there just like to use the word to hype it up to sell it where it doesn't even have enough to like really be like a therapeutic dose that's like the minimal requirement for that stuff to be even beneficial you know
0: yeah i think that's what's hard for people and i i I would love if you could share more around like what people need to know about choosing supplements and taking supplements because there's a lot of there are a lot of shitty ones out there. There's stuff with like inflammatory ingredients in them, or there's just, mm-hmm. you know, they'll claim, oh, this contains this and there's not a therapeutic dose at all, or it's not going to do anything. Or it's like it's it reminds me of C B D. It's like, you know, most yeah, CBD yeah. bullshit. Like it's there's not even C B D in there. But like, mm-hmm. what are people like how how do you know? You know, if you're not the person that cause even me, like. I mean, there's so many things like I, I wouldn't know if I didn't know the people who are building the brands, you mm-hmm. know, and then I'm getting kind of like the inside scoop, but for the average consumer, it's like, how do you even know if there's a therapeutic dose or like, what do we need to know about quality or like, like, you know what I mean? Cause even from your perspective, cause I know you're like doing the work to make sure there's good quality. Uh, and I think, you know, a lot of people just kind of take shortcuts there. Uh, so yeah. talk to me more about like quality and what consumers should know, or like even things that you have found out since building this company that you wish you had known, um, when you were just a consumer.
1: Yeah. So I think, um, like there's something called a like good manufacturer's practices, which is like GMP certification that kind of allows supplement companies to function. That's like not FDA regulated where the facility itself, where the products are being made, has been approved by the fda but like the claims the ingredients and all that stuff isn't so even at the highest level of like purity and like all the stamps and stuff that people like see as like you know ethical and safe really doesn't mean much because if you go to walmart like everything on the shelf is just straight up trash and it's just like (laughs) like it like, and there's been studies on it too, where it's just shown like that like the claims they have, like it doesn't even have like the ingredients that like they claim to have in it. So like God knows like what it is. And that's what really makes supplements like kind of like a scary thing because you're yeah. adding something into your diet that like you don't really know. And so that's like one thing I wish I knew before as a consumer, is just like just because you walk into a Walmart or a Whole Foods or any of these like big places, like you feel like there's like a level of trust that you feel safe. You're like, oh, like because I'm at this place. They wouldn't allow anything that's like unsafe, which to some degree has to be like safe to some level. But I'm saying like you could be just be wasting your money buying like a $60 supplement that's not doing anything for you. And also like factoring in like what do you actually need and like what's really helping you and stuff like that. But um when it comes to like purity and stuff like that, I think like yeah, obviously like picking organic, like always choosing the organic stuff and In some cases, even when stuff's not organic, it could be better because some of the stuff, like for example, that I use is like wild harvested, which is like a step above organic. If you know about like how like organic food industry is, like the FDA is like, they allow stuff that's not really that safe into the food supply. But um, if you pay enough, you can get an organic stamp on your product. And it's like that people buy that too, to where I think people have a misunderstanding around that stuff. So yeah, it's important
0: for people to know. So what's wild harvested?
1: wild harvest is just like from farmers who get stuff that like they can't really afford to pay for the organic certification because mm-hmm. like the stuff like for example if you're at a wild harvest chaga or something like if you had like a product and you paid a group of farmers to go out in the middle of the woods and harvest chaga like they can't prove that it's organic because that would have to be like regulated under like fda mm. with, like a fa- with like a farm and they'd have to test everything to make sure that like the heavy metal count and all that stuff's really low and there's no like contaminant spray on it and stuff. But yes, it could randomly have that stuff. It could, you don't know. But okay. I think everything in the natural world to some degree has some contaminants to some level. But also with that, I think like when it comes to organic food practices and like especially supplements and stuff, like the reishi that's organic, it's typically coming from China grown on like grain and they're using parts of it that are just like, like, it's not like a wild harvested reishi mushroom that's been mm-hmm. sitting on a tree for, like, God knows how long. Like, they're getting stuff that's, like, very short life cycle to where, mm-hmm. like, if you know about, like, you know, the plant defense mechanisms and stuff, like it doesn't have the same resilience as something that was, like, sitting on a tree for a longer period of time. And not even on a tree, it's on, like, grain. So just pumping out this stuff, they kind of just sell it. And um, that's where the price comes in. And that's where it's, like, very typically you you get what you pay for you know yeah not always, not always but like if something's like too good to be true then there's a reason why it's that price
2: mm-hmm.
1: and also factoring in like the first i'd say like four and four to three ingredients is what the, like the product's mainly made up of and the rest is kind of just added to just like fill it with like words so like yeah like to just check the first three ingredients on like the products that you're buying mm-hmm. and that's usually what it's made up of really like the majority of it and then like the rest is kind of there could be, you know, good levels and stuff. Like I have like more than three ingredients on my products, but typically like the first three is like the majority of the um the bulk of the product. So if the first three are something that you like don't really want and then like, you know, the stuff that you're looking for is very low on the list, then it's a good indicator that like
2: mm-hmm.
1: that product's probably not trustworthy and just like the ethical, I would be like question like what they're actually doing because. Like, if you're going for, like, a lion's mean supplement or something like that, you know, and it's, like, very low on the list, you're, like, well, just because it's in there doesn't make it okay or doesn't yeah. make it, like, good, good for you.
0: Yeah, and I think people don't realize, like, how loose you can be with marketing like people can make yeah, all yeah. kinds of claims that aren't necessarily true and i think for me as well like i always talk about you know just over the years and before i understood any of this like when i was mm-hmm. still figuring it out myself like i was like how come i can try like 20 different magnesiums or 20 different vitamin c's vitamin c maybe is a better example because there's just different types of magnesium but
2: mm-hmm.
0: i would i would or like a vitamin d whatever it was and i'm like there. A bunch of these, literally no difference. It's not doing anything. And then this one, I'm like actually noticing a difference, you know. And so I think just even like listening to your body, and that's the thing is people are like, Oh, I know I need uh vitamin D or I need magnesium, and they go and they pick up like calm. And I'm like, No, yeah. like you know, and it's like that's actually probably worse for you, in my opinion, than like to take that, than to just be deficient at, at a certain point, you know?
1: But no, it, exactly. It, yeah, because like that's Cause it's also like by doing that, you're not going to actually get the effects. Then you're going to have a, a, a more of a stink and bad taste in your mouth mm-hmm. by being like, Oh, well supplements suck. And this whole thing mm-hmm. of like, they're a joke and they don't work and they're unnecessary. So it's like, yeah, I've, I've kind of heard it all, but like, yeah, like by doing something like that, I think it's, it's, it's obviously just strange for, for me to understand because people like will try to cheap out so bad. I like when it comes to food, but then like buy iPhones, yeah. and like buy iPhones and things where yeah. it's just like, just the priorities are off, you know, where, like where yeah. you're spending your money. So I think um, to just never cheap out with that stuff and always like invest like with good intentions and like just knowing that like if you're going to spend your money, you're going to support a brand that's also like doing doing good for the world, but also like you're getting such a high quality product that like if you were to just spend a little bit more
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you you know, you'd be in way better position than just like buying the, the calm stuff that you're talking about when it comes to something like magnesium or something like that.
0: Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, it's like less is more what you actually need and like getting that specifically and then getting the highest quality. I think the thing is people are like, oh, I heard my friend's taking this. So I'm just going to go take it. And it's like, but do you need that? You know, and then like actually take what you need and then buy, you know, the the highest quality. So it's actually it's actually working, you know, because that's going to make the biggest difference.
1: Yeah, I think lifestyle plays a big part into it, too. Like what you plan on doing with your body, you know, like I said, like when I was vegan, I was an athlete and very physically demanding. So my requirements are different than someone who's like, you know, just like less active and working a more like less intense, physically demanding job. Mm-hmm. So,
0: totally. Yeah. I am curious. Like, I know your products are tinctures. Um, Why tincture over capsule or was it just preference?
1: Uh, so it started off with just like an easier thing to start off as a business. Mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Because I started basically in like my kitchen, which at that time was very, I wasn't like doing the volume that I'm doing now. Yeah. But like I had been making tinctures at the house. So like I already like knew how to do them and stuff. And it was an easy transition for that. But um, also because the alcohol um, soluble nutrients, like there's different like, like with a capsule, you're getting like dried plant matter which has like no driver in it. And like the driver for a tincture is the alcohol. It kind of goes into your bloodstream quicker. And if you're like to look in like herbal medicine, like that's why like teas and tinctures, like kind of like the, like the foundation for how they deliver the stuff is because the, like they have like the water soluble nutrients and then the alcohol, alcohol soluble ones
2: mm-hmm.
1: and capsules are kind of like a more new age thing of like, like you w- wouldn't really like, you know, you wouldn't capsule these things and then just like pop them, Like, unless it's a very new, it's a very new thing when you go go into like old folk medicine and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so like, it's mainly for the, uh, for the nutrition to like, to get more of like a um, high potency delivery system.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like personally, whenever I take tincture, I I take some supplements that are capsules. I do, but
1: I love capsules. I just, uh, yeah,
0: I, but I will just say personally, tinctures always work better for me like yeah it just straight like my body my body does a lot well like uh, very well with it so it's just, inter- it's just interesting it's just a
1: stronger form and it's like yeah. your body absorbs it quicker and uh, yeah I actually like kind of do want to steer away from it just because of the business model like once it's easier to start off but it's harder to scale
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I like, always have tinctures but I think when it comes to like for example like even though Amazon's the devil <laughs> I have to like, get on Amazon to kind of compete with yeah. other brands and stuff um, it's just a harder business model. So I kind of want to switch to capsules to make it available for people who like don't because like, a lot of people don't like alcohol, too. They have like a poor relationship with it mm-hmm. and they have like a, um like an understanding that like it, all alcohol is bad, you know, which to some degree. I mean, it is if you have an issue with like your liver or something, but like tinctures typically aren't like that bad if you're going to take a little like dropper daily. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, it's like plus with all the benefits. It's like,
1: yeah, yeah it's just yeah. a small
0: amount. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. Well, you know, I know that there's so much that goes into like building your own brand company and it's crazy because I feel like you've done this like really yourself, like (laughs) like really all yourself. And that was one of the things like, I remember like when we first met and you were telling me about like learning how to do all the ads and I was like, oh shit, like this guy like just like literally bootstrapped this whole thing and you like went to work and figured it all out yourself, Um, which is wild and so cool. So cool to see. Um, cause I know like your heart is, is so behind this and you're like doing it all yourself. I'm curious for you, what do you feel like have been some of the biggest, like personal growth lessons for you in this journey? Like what, what has called you up the most or like, what have you really learned about yourself? What's challenged you the most through it?
1: Um, it's funny cause I relate it a lot to BMX as to where like, like getting into like the business, I had no idea like what to expect or what was going to come of it. I just like had an idea and a passion for something that I wanted to share. And I feel like I've heard this from like, you know, different friends, like, especially like my friend JP, who like owns Peace Pies, you know, he was just like, had he known what he was getting himself into, he probably wouldn't have started the business because like it ends up getting so intense at times that you're just like, you know, if if you're a logical human, like you would not start or sign up for something like that's that big. So I think at some point, like, just like committing fully to something and like having the ignorance, ignorance is bliss type of thinking for a bit. Mm -hmm. but then eventually learning you know like being more realistic and kind of like just being able to pivot and navigate through like these hurdles and always just like remaining positive because it's easy to like get down on yourself and be like well why me like what do i what am i qualified to do this for you know and if you have that type of thinking like you're not going to really like continue to power through so just always remaining positive and keeping a mindset that's uh Allowing me to, like, just push forward through, like, these hurdles and stuff. Because I went through some nightmarish experiences with, like, fulfillment centers and, like, you know, losing money on ads and, like, just doing different things to where it's, like, to the average person. You're, like, oh, I think I'm good on this. I'm going to just go back to work somewhere else. so mm-hmm. But the mission, like I said, the mission is, like, for me, like, the biggest piece. So, like, I feel like I'm really, like, fulfilling, like, my sole purpose when I'm doing this. so
0: mm-hmm. What um, is the mission?
1: Just to provide people with like nutrient dense supplements that aren't available in the world I guess yeah. <laughs> like like there's like a there's a, a few forms of the mission but um just be, to be on that topic where I was just speaking of yeah it just feels like to offer stuff like that that's not really available and to kind of deliver purity that are up to my standards and no matter what the cost always stick to those because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people like kind uh, of cheap out eventually yeah when growing Gosh. a brand
0: Yeah. Natural healing and like entrepreneurship is, I feel like it's like you're signing up for personal development. And that's the thing is people, you get on this path and you're passionate about it. And then there's a roadblock and people freak out and they run away. And it's like, when you're committed to the mission, right. Like You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out and it's not always comfortable. And you figure it out and you're like so much stronger like through it. And that's, that's how you grow, you know? So a lot of things come up, you know, but it's all worth it in the end so
1: yeah I feel like I've grown I've learned so much and I've grown in many different ways it's like hard to like pinpoint one but Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah it's just like it it pushes you to grow and you have no other choice because it's either like grow or kind of like abandon ship you know so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you can't you can't
1: can't really stay in one place and continue to grow a brand so
0: exactly (laughs) exactly it's it's
1: constant evolution
0: I'm assuming you wouldn't really change anything, but if you're talking to somebody who let's say they're starting a, like a, a company now they're doing, maybe it's, it could be any product DTC, like whatever, what piece of advice would you give?
1: I'd say just like, just, just to get started and not get too fixated on like making it too professional off the bat. Cause I feel like what I see a lot. And like, I was guilty of this too, is like, when you get into business, it's very confusing, especially when it comes to like supplement or like food intake stuff to where, um, you know, like from the outside, like you think that like a company has to be like so rigid with like so many different things. And it's like kind of impossible to like really know it all until like you kind of just jump in head first and like kind of like figure out how to swim type of thing. So I remember like, like back when I was like making like tinctures in my kitchen, for example, like people do that all the time at the farmer's market, at, like different places. But like, if you're like really like, look at the laws around that it's kind of like illegal <laughs> like you can't you can't really just you can't really just like make stuff and like sell it to people so um like there's like cottage laws and different things like that but like supplements falls under a different thing like i said so it's like a gmp certification and i remember just like trying to call the fda like on my like by myself being like hey like what do i have to do to get my like product approved? <laughs> and they would just be like what are you making like what are you doing like oh we don't do that like sorry you have to call this person and just i would just get like same thing with like the doctor situation just get ran in circles where like i just couldn't figure it out so eventually i was just like fuck it i'm just gonna start this thing and i think yeah i would just like the advice i would be just like to not get too fixated and kind of just like just start whatever you're gonna do and just like figure it out as you go because it's mm-hmm. like the only way to really do it and the other the only other alternative to that is like be complacent and kind of wait until the perfect time when there is no perfect time, I feel like, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Um, you just got to do like, literally, it's like, what do I need to do right now today? And like, you don't need to worry about what you have to do tomorrow. You know? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Yeah. like, And I'm not saying to be like foolish and like do dangerous things, but like, obviously like there comes a point where you're like, as long as like, you know, what you're doing is good and you have good intentions and it's safe and then just like move forward with it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and there's just so many. Like I'll like say, just getting started like um with my own products that aren't f- like food, right? But it's mm-hmm. like just all of these different random like legal. Th- it's just like all this stuff that pops up. You're like, whoa. And I'm like, whoa, having a coaching business is so much easier. You know, oh, there's like sure, yeah. so many random things that I'm like, no wonder people want to want to bounce. This is just like a lot of random shit I don't want to deal with. Uh, and it's like you can get so caught up in the like the logistics and the weeds. And it's like, oh, my God, like this is so annoying. Do I want to do this? But, you know, it's worth it. You know, if you're if you believe in the mission for sure, so yeah. I think that's that's a good d- dose of reality to get people because I feel like more and more people like like people have these big dreams where they want to do X Y Z, and I'm like, and understand what it's actually like to do that. And all of these people you are looking at who have built something that you you want to build something like like they've gone they've jumped through those hoops too.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's you okay. Be, like, you have to be like realistic too. Like you have to be like built for it. You know, like yeah. Um because there is like, there's so much that comes up. Like, like I said, like the most logical person would quit, but like, I'm someone who's like pretty stubborn and I just don't (laughs) take no for an answer. So I just like keep powering through. And uh, yeah, it's just like, you have to be, know, that if you're built for it as well, because, but I guess you don't really figure that out until you try. So
0: yeah. 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 Personality,
1: you know, plays a big part in it.
0: Totally. You know, it's gotta be resonant. Well, What is what's next for you? What are you excited about right now? Like, what's going on? Any anything new coming up?
1: Um, yeah, it's funny you say that because like I, I'm really just starting to like work on a few new projects, and uh, I think the back thing, like the the program that I was talking mm-hmm. about, I really want to like like kind of like put that together for people because I still get a lot of messages around that, and like athletes asking me like how to heal different injuries and stuff. So I think I wanted to start with the back thing since that's like kind of like what built this whole business. Mm -hmm. so i wanted to put a program together and maybe actually like one day i could pick your brain about this because it's more digital product but yeah i wanted to put like a program together for like the like regenerating like your disc or like a healthy back program Mm -hmm. to where it's like different stretches and practices and things you can do to recover from different injuries but uh yeah it's like something i'm working on and i just have a lot going on with like black friday coming up with you know um the business in that regard so like a lot of these projects will be like on pause until after the holiday season but yeah starting the new year i kind of want to get that stuff going and i think we're just doing more like service oriented stuff rather than like being on the backseat of my business because i feel like that's what i've done to get it to this point and i kind of want to do some like hiring out and stuff which i've talked to you about but yeah just becoming more like service-based and mm-hmm. rather than like just like giving a product so i'm excited Expansion. to do this thing yeah, yeah. I love
0: that. I love that. Amazing. Well, I'm excited for you. Lots of good things in the pipeline. And if someone, if someone doesn't have joint pain, which mm-hmm. product would you recommend they start with?
1: Shilogy for sure. Just because I feel like okay. everyone could benefit from that. And yeah, yeah, that's like just living on planet earth type of supplement. Like you're, you're not really going to like <laughs> Everyone needs like, it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone kind of needs that because it's minerals and
2: mm-hmm.
1: that that's like, it goes anywhere from like, the en- enzyme production in your body correlating with minerals to like your hair, skin, nails, teeth, bones, like if you don't have minerals in your diet, like you're, you're just going to start to break down. So I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's just like, yeah, just necessary for everybody.
0: All right. Everyone get the shilajit. I I mean, I've been taking the Brain extra and I really like it.
1: Like yeah, it really the Brain helps. extra tastes good too. I love that. Yeah. I love the taste of it because it's like, it's like really hard to make tinctures taste good because as you know, like herbs kind of can be bitter or like astringent mm-hmm. and it's just like... I think it's the biggest part for people is to overpower, like the taste, but that one tastes really nice (laughs) and uh, Mm -hmm. obviously like helps with brain function. So yeah, yeah.
0: I love it. I've been taking in the morning and like, yeah, ever since I went off my coffee, I'm like, I need something just to boost me a little bit, you know? Uh, So I've been loving that. So
1: awesome. I'm happy to hear that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, well, this has been amazing and I know people are going to want to connect with you further. So can you just tell everybody like, where can they connect further with you? Pick up products, any, any links you want to plug in?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, my personal Instagram, which is just at JJ Palmier and then my company, which is at plants basically, but yeah, recently I haven't been too active on either of those accounts just because of, uh, like, like I said, the stuff with Black Friday and preparing for like stuff mm-hmm. on the back end of my business. So I'm kind of juggling a bunch of things, but yeah, I plan to be more active soon. So if I want to connect, you could just always hit me up there.
0: All right, cool. And everything's at plantsbasically.com and they can check out products and, you know, see what sales are going on holiday season. Gift yeah, yeah. yourself, gift yourself health, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> amazing. All right. Well, this was so amazing. Thank you so much, JJ.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Huge thank you to JJ for coming on the podcast and sharing more of his story and so much wisdom. Be sure to check out Plants Basically at plantsbasically.com and on Instagram at plantsbasically. You can also connect with JJ on Instagram at Palmier. And if you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share to social media, tag me, tag at Christina, the channel podcast, and tag JJ so we can see that you're listening, that you're enjoying it, and repost you and say a big thank you every time you share the show. It really supports everybody who works on the show. It's not just me. We've We've got a whole team doing this. It supports all of us because it is the best way to help spread the word about the podcast and continue to grow this community. So I hope you know how much that really does mean to me every time you guys do share. So thank you so much for that. And that is going to be it for today's episode. So thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.